Welcome to Before They Change the World, where we explore the minds, ideas, and dreams of exceptional students working on inspiring projects before they change the world. This episode is hosted by me, David, and I had the pleasure of speaking with Jessica, who is the founder of Noriware, a startup that turns seaweed into plastic packaging, cutting the dependency on unsustainable fossil fuels, and making our packaging home compostable and even edible. We speak about how Noriware was born from an accident during a home experiment, the hurdles Jessica's had to overcome to turn this realization into a startup while being a student of international affairs, and I even got to see and touch one of their early prototypes. Jessica's perseverance and resilience has made this one of the most inspiring conversations I've had on the podcast, and I truly wish Jessica and her team all the best in the future. I hope you realize during this episode that if you set your mind on something, you can do it regardless of your background. All right, see you on the other side. Uh, the first question that I wanted to ask and that I feel like many, uh, many people listening to this might be wondering about is uh, how does a student of international affairs end up launching a chemistry-based startup? Um, yeah, how, how did that happen? <laughs> well, I didn't plan it at all. Mm -hmm. um, it was actually my holidays in Mexico that inspired me to do something like that. Mm -hmm. um, it was, I was laying on the beach in Mexico, and it was the first time what, where I saw that much seaweed that was being washed up on the shorelines, which is why I started to ask myself, what can you, like, what does algae offer us in terms of economic commodities? What mm -hmm. can you do with algae? What products already contain algae? Yeah. And, um, yeah, I didn't really come up with anything um, smart, <laughs> mm -hmm. only like nutritious supplements, which already exist, and cosmetic products such as um, moisturizers and everything. Okay. So that was not really like my field of interest. Mm -hmm. So when I returned to Switzerland and I had to study for an exam for <laughs> at Haske, mm -hmm. um, I came back to the, to the thought of algae and I started doing research and then I found out so many beautiful things about how much more CO2 they sequester than um, forests or mm -hmm. like land forests yeah. or also how much oxygen they provide the earth with and how they help um, combat climate change with, for example, um, they, they combat ocean acidification and so on. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was like really amazing. So I thought, what can we do to, to promote the economic demand so right. more algae will grow? Mm, I so I, I really see. started to go into that Field, yeah. And then I found a paper that stated that you can, like, that algae are natural polymers and you can extract, like, polysaccharides. And then with these, you can make packaging materials out of okay. it. And I thought that's super interesting since yeah. Yeah, that's not my field of studies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know anything. I didn't know anything about that then. Right. And, yeah, I wrote more and more about it and how it is a circular material and super sustainable to turn it into bioplastics and mm -hmm. that it biodegrades naturally. You can, um, you can add natural additives to make it more flexible and mm -hmm. so on. Okay. Yeah, so I thought that was super interesting. So I wrote my own paper about it. Um, how to replace conventional plastics with algae-based packaging materials. Mm -hmm. And I did like a, like a little analysis. And I didn't go that deep into the chemistry stuff. Mm -hmm. After I wrote my paper, I um, saw a YouTube tutorial mm -hmm. uh, how to make plastics at home. So I ordered all the materials and uh, like made my own solution in the kitchen. And then I took the, how do you say, like the oven... Oven tray? Yeah, oven tray. Yeah. I took that out and poured the solution into that and mm -hmm. just let it dry on my shelf. Mm -hmm. And in the morning, I actually had to go to the library to study for the exam. Yeah. And 
I was in such a hurry to like get my favorite place in the library. Yeah. I was changing and then I accidentally threw my pants into the experiment. <laughs> <laughs> and I I was like, no. <laughs> so I didn't have time to wash them. So I just took mm -hmm. them and put them over a chair to let them dry. Mm -hmm. I went to the library and then in the, in the evening when I got home, I had realized that the perfect plastic film had appeared on my pants, wow. which I could just pull off. Wow. So I thought that was super interesting, but since, since I didn't like know, since I don't have any knowledge in chemistry or material science, mm -hmm. I didn't know why this happened mm -hmm. on my pants because mm -hmm. the experiments in the tray didn't come out that, that nicely. Oh, wow. So the pants here are, are, yes. are crucial. Like, yes. you might have not figured out that exactly. something worked if it hadn't been for throwing the pants in there. Exactly. That's crazy. So, yes, based on this, um, I wrote a business proposal first to send it to a firm, like mm -hmm. a logistics firm, mm -hmm. and they invited me to pitch, and they thought it's super interesting, they would like to support me, mm -hmm. and but they didn't have any research facilities. So because of that, I emailed every institute in Switzerland whether they could do research for me. But all of them said the same, that um, as an international affairs student from Husky, I don't have any knowledge in chemistry or material science whatsoever. So um, they would not, like I need an expert or a specialist yeah. to yeah. guarantee this research. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, okay, you know what, <laughs> I'm going to write my <laughs> own research proposal. So yeah. I tried to like figure out a way on how to acquire this kind of knowledge, mm -hmm. like just a minimum so I can write the research proposal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I did that and sent it to the leading professor for soft materials at ETH. Mm -hmm. And he actually, like, he set up a meeting within two days. Wow. And then he, he said yes, yes within the first five minutes. Oh, <laughs> so it was kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. So that was, um, I mean, one of the questions I wanted to ask were, was uh, what were like the, the critical breakthrough moments or aha moments or moments where you got support and stuff that, that like really led you here to where you are today. And I feel like that the pants moments is definitely <laughs> one. Um, and then I guess getting support from this ETH professor was also... Yes, because this actually gave me a lot of credibility yeah. also after that. Yeah. yeah. So, so he was going to, I don't know, join the team. I don't know if you were calling it a, a team or a, a startup at that point. No, it was just a project. Okay, a project. Yeah, I just wanted to figure out like how it is. Is, is it possible or not? Right. So how can we do it? How can we get from the raw algae to... Yeah like a packaging material. Yeah. I actually wanted to do drinking cups mm -hmm. um, because like at um, that po point, like there were no uh, reusable cups. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I thought we could have a great impact there because you use it once. For example, at Joe and the Juice, you have your juice in your plastic cup yeah. and you throw it away. Yeah. So, because yeah. I worked th for three years at Joe and the Juice and I thought it's such a, such a waste to use plastic cups yeah. as, uh, yeah. Yeah, maybe uh, like... Um, Maybe digging a bit deeper into that, like how how big is the problem that you're trying to solve? You know, what's the, what's the severity of of plastics as they exist now, and how, how are they so bad for the environment? Like, why why does it make sense to tackle this problem? <laughs> okay, I mean, I feel like many people already uh, know or have a sense of the problem, but maybe you can like just uh, clarify the, the magnitude of it. Um, it's really hard to like just say because of this. There mm -hmm. are a lot of things wrong mm -hmm. within the packaging industry. If we just talk about plastics, for mm -hmm. example, we use to produce plastics, we take fossil fuels, mm -hmm. which are taken out from the ground. And this is, this is actually like carbon that is in a... Sequestered. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we're going to 
we're taking this out and we produce plastics that is not degradable and we're putting it back in the in the environment. Mm -hmm. So there is like problem number one. Mm -hmm. And then um, we also use a lot of toxic substances to produce plastics, like such as plasticizers. Mm -hmm. Or um, you could, like there is one in particular that is super toxic. It's called phthalat. I don't know if okay. I pronounce yeah. it correctly. I don't know. <laughs> and this actually causes a lot of diseases. Mm. And also a lot of plastics ends up in the ocean mm -hmm. and turtles actually confuse it for food mm -hmm. and they eat it and they cannot digest it yeah. and then they die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's horrible right. like what it does to the environment in general. Right. Not just to turtles or animals, mm -hmm. but I mean, in the end, this is like the plastic um, gets um, de degrades into little fragments mm -hmm. and called microplastics. Mm -hmm. And this in the end ends up in our food chain. So yeah, that's because they, they also found microplastics in our blood nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, so um, it, it's bad from, from many perspectives. I guess like one, the first one you pointed out, we were taking carbon out of a sequestered um, reservoir underground mm -hmm. and we're bringing it out into our ecosystems uh, and the way we're producing it, it doesn't uh, biodegrade. And when you were talking about algae, what I found interesting is that the, the way that you got into solving the problem wasn't so much from let's replace the fossil fuels in the equation it was like let's make algae useful so that we can grow more of it because algae in itself uh can be very like can be a, a way of sequestering uh carbon and, and mitigating things like ocean acidification and stuff exactly. so um yeah it, it's it seems like a very novel cause and i can totally understand why you're so passionate about about this <laughs> um so yeah and uh from that moment where you where you met this professor, um, uh, what what are the major steps that you took, and where where did you land? Where are you guys now? What's what's the state of things? <laughs> we had a lot of set drawbacks, setbacks, setbacks, yeah. And yeah, I think the hardest one was when you're studying. Mm -hmm. um, you always like when it's your passion, it's your first priority, right? Mm -hmm. And but since you also want to finish your studies, it's kind of difficult to like do both at the same time in a good way. Mm. And I think the the or let's say the hardest point I had was when the research project was over with ETH, mm. and I actually had to find a team or bring together a team that wants to pursue the vision with me. Mm -hmm. That was the hardest actually. Also, I was um, in the middle of my exams when. Like I had the the last meeting with the professor from ETH, and he told me he thought it was super interesting, but he doesn't have the expertise to develop like a process to scale the process up, mm. to scale the material up to mm. make it like um, fitable for the market. Mm. And also, um, he was already like within another Inuswis uh, project, so he also didn't have the capacity to do so. Mm. And this was also like at this. The same day, I also got like <laughs> I also got the message from someone I wanted to work with, uh, actually a co-founder, and she told me she didn't want <laughs> she didn't oh, want to God. pursue anymore. <laughs> and also on that day, I had another <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> I had another meeting uh, with an MIT uh, professor. Um, with he was actually from Switzerland, mm -hmm. and I consulted him with 
the possibility to turn it into an inner Swiss project. Mm -hmm. And he told me that like my idea would not be it's not an innovation in that mm -hmm. sense, so it would not be um, accepted by inner Swiss. Okay. So a lot of setbacks at the same day. Also in the middle of exams phase. Yeah, yeah. So kind Stress. of hard. Yeah. Yes, but um, <laughs> oh my God. Um, it was okay in the end. Like you have to s always when you're like deprived of sleep. You always feel the worst. <laughs> you always have that. Yeah. But then you sleep one night, and then the next it looks totally different. And then yeah. you look at it uh, from a different perspective, and mm -hmm. you're suddenly again motivated to to do more because mm -hmm. it's your passion. You want to pursue it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, and so, okay, through all these setbacks, um, I guess there must have been also good moments. <laughs> in <between> life. <laughs> uh, Sorry. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, what's like to counter the previous <laughs> argument? Uh, what would be like, yeah, good, especially good moments? So, or... uh, yeah, after the the collaboration with ETH mm -hmm. ended, um, that was in January 2021, mm -hmm. um, I applied for the Entrepreneurial Talents Program from University of St. Gallen. That mm -hmm. was actually quite nice. Um, I got in there, so you also re receive a little bit of funding, you get coaching, legal advice, and so on. You also get like, um, you are exposed off in a big network. Mm -hmm. You have pitches in front of VCs that give you feedback and everything. So that was really, really nice. And there I really learned more about the business side since, I mean, I don't study business administration, but international yeah. affairs is also like still at high scale, but it's something completely mm -hmm. different. And then I tried to find co-founders and team members, and that was actually quite difficult. And... Then I finally found my co-founder. He's um, his name is Stefan Greder. He's a mechanical engineer and has worked um, in the Institute for Plastics Technology for five years. So he wow, really like knows great. the field. And together we actually we also have um, a material scientist in our team, mm -hmm. Julius Thoma. Um, I know him from when I was uh, living in a twenty people vege. Oh, <laughs> and he studied chemistry. But I got alarmed from a friend um, that he changed his studies to material science. Okay. So I texted him, yeah. like, what do you think of this idea? Would yeah. you want to be part of it? Mm -hmm. And that was actually quite nice because the first time I, um, I met him, he has already worked a six-month research plan on how to, how to get there and how to improve the material. Oh, wow. So that was quite nice. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to look very far sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like I had, I don't know how many, how many um, talks with yeah. different material science. It's also like material science are super rare. So to find them, I had to write so many people. I wrote the material science like club from ETH, mm -hmm. so they would um, send out an email to everyone. Mm -hmm. um, I texted everyone I knew from ETH whether they, <laughs> they yeah. know any material yeah, scientists yeah, yeah. or chemists. Where are they hiding? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, but Stefan, uh, my co-founder, I found actually, um, I was pitching at Startfeld and someone in the audience um, came to me in the end and told me like he knows someone who might be a good fit for the team. So that's how I got to know him. Nice. But um, our first meeting almost didn't happen because um, I texted him, oh no, sorry, he texted me like his friends told him about this opportunity and then it was like, yes, I would, I would like to exchange ideas. Would you sign the NDA, please? <laughs> he refused to to sign it. <laughs> and then I was like, 
well, that's odd. <laughs> like, it's actually super common in that field to sign an NDA okay. if you talk okay. about like secret business ideas. Yeah. And like, I wanted also to like really mention the formulations and the materials we use. Okay. So nice. I didn't want to just share it yeah. without security. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Of course. And um, then he was like, yeah, no, I don't want to sign it. <laughs> what, what would his reasoning be? Like, why? Yeah, because he works in the field of polymer technology. He didn't want to be... Um, mm, constrained. Yes. Yeah, because sometimes, like, once you know the information, it's like... Exactly. You cannot work in this field anymore. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it, it really depends on how the NDA is structured, but oh, still. Wow. So that okay. was his concern. And mm. then I sent him the the job description on like what it is about because obviously he didn't know <laughs> yeah okay and then it's like a bit clearer like yes okay the, and the, then yeah. within five minutes i got the sign and yeah it was kind of clear i then. see i see so he didn't know like what area of material science or what area of he also didn't know about what it was he thought like he could help me because he works yeah. in this institute uh -huh. but he didn't know that i was actually looking for a co-founder oh i see so yeah, yeah yeah <clears throat> yes, so I, cool. I sent him the job description and then yeah. it was clear. Okay. So we had the first conversation. It was amazing. Then we uh, set, set up a plan on like how to move forward and how to collaborate with yeah. um, the Institute for Polymer Technology. Mm -hmm. And then we handed in like a, an application. And with this application, we were awarded for Plastics for Zero Emission. And then we got that grant for which we were able to... like It was an innovation booster mm -hmm. with which we were able to collaborate with the Institute. Nice. So that was quite nice, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so. awesome. So positive. So. <laughs> yes, super right. positive. Yes, okay. and then um, we that started in June. Mm -hmm. So there we really started to I uh, look look at how like what is possible, what kind of process could we do to scale it, to scale it up mm -hmm. to make it economically efficient mm -hmm. and everything. And um, in September we realized we uh, we have this money until December. And then from that moment on, we will have no money. <laughs> so we also had to apply for different grants. And uh, VCs were actually not a good, like a good start point because mm -hmm. you need to have a little bit more. Yeah. And so we applied for this grant, but we only found out about it like one and a half weeks before the application, uh, before the set um, deadline date. Yeah. And so we had one and a half weeks to plan a whole year of research. Mm -hmm. And also for this grant, you had to already establish a company. So to found the company already. Oh, wow. So Which here <laughs> is not so uh, cheap. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's not like, yeah, I just go uh, have exactly. a meeting and have like, company ready. Exactly. Yeah. And we, we also, we founded an AG because oh. it makes more sense for our company. Mm -hmm. And we had one and a half weeks to get the money <laughs> to establish the company, like set everything up with the lawyer. But also write write the application for the grant. Wow! So to plan the whole research thing, and we also had to like have LOIs for that. So we have, we had to contact God. customers. God, yeah. okay. I'm a, so disrespectful. for it. Like. <laughs> it was quite challenging actually. Wow. We didn't sleep for one week. <laughs> um, but then we had it in on Friday. I remember it. So um, it was on the. 30th of September, we handed it in, yeah. and we were also at this um, legal, like legal counsel to to sign mm -hmm. to, to sign that you want to be a company. And I remember I was so tired, <laughs> I didn't sleep at all. <laughs> Wait, what's my and signature I, again? <laughs> no, and I actually like I did such a horrible mistake there because they told me like I have to like on this one document you have to put your initiative 
initials, initials yeah. on every piece of paper. Yeah. Um, but I, I understood it wrong because in, in German it's like a very similar word oh. and I accidentally put a, a, like a cross on it. Oh. <laughs> because I put so, so X. <laughs> yes, like an X on every... And then my co-founder looked at me and I was like, Jess, what did you do? <laughs> and I was like, what did we have to do? And he was like, your initials. <laughs> so oh. I, yeah, sleep deprived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, but I understand. But um, actually, um, I mean... I was super happy with um, that we were able to hand it in, but I would have never expected to get it. Because, mm. So I actually already wanted to apply for for other grants mm -hmm. just to make to have the security so we yeah. can move on from December on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, then my co-founder told me, "Let's let's wait for the result." And I was like, "No, I don't think we're going to get it. I, I don't think that the, the application we wrote were, was that good. We only had one week." Mm. And then. One month later, I got the call that I received the grant. Wow. <laughs> I was like, what? Wow. How? Yeah. How, so how much are we talking about? Like, if it's public, like, how, how big is this grant? Uh, I don't know if I... No, it's not public. No. Okay. But it was enough for... Yeah, for like, a year. For a year. Yeah. Okay. And what were you guys spending money on uh, before uh, the grant? And also, like, what were you going to use it for? Um, so... Our focus and our whole capacity goes to the product development. Mm -hmm. um, so what mm -hmm. we do Let's is talk about the product. Yes. <laughs> yeah, cool. uh, so what we did so far is we tried out different formulations mm -hmm. and produced granules. Mm -hmm. So if you want to, yeah, <laughs> you can just yeah. Wow. Okay. So so these are um, these are made. So actually, you have the seaweed and. Mm -hmm. With it, the seaweed from the seaweed, you can get through the extraction process. You yeah. get an extract, so the natural polymer. Yeah. And with this polymer, um, you make a solution and you add natural additives mm -hmm. and modify it, and yeah. then you produce the granules. Mm -hmm. And these granules you can put in the existing machinery, and you get films out of it, such as these. Ah, okay. So this is like the step before the film. Exactly. Okay, but they're exactly the same material. Wow, yeah. and this is so cool. <laughs> And how strong is this? I don't want to uh, break Yeah, it, you can. It's pretty tense. Wow. Strong. Yeah. That's so sick. And this, but it, so it, won't be, it won't be that thick. It will okay. be thinner. Okay, okay. But um, so in terms of... Uh, so this is fully biodegradable. Yeah. And, and but also, sorry, it is not just biodegradable. It's home compostable. So okay. it doesn't need additional energy. That's also like something, an issue oh. within the packaging industry. There are so many different materials on the market. Yeah. Um, that states that they are home compostable mm -hmm. and but this is like a, it is only compostable within an industrial mm -hmm. composting facility mm -hmm. which which yeah requires heat, heat and exactly stuff, yeah. yeah okay so, so this you could just put in nature anywhere in your home and how long does it take do you know um, it depends on the formulation okay. but between like also on the application mm -hmm. um, but between two weeks and three months okay and it's also edible then, technically. Yeah. Okay. Yes, we only use natural materials. That's so cool. <laughs> so the, our vision is to, because it happens sometimes that it ends up in the ocean. Mm -hmm. And our vision is that even if it ends up in the ocean, it doesn't harm mm -hmm. whether the environment nor the animals. Yeah. 
If you ever want to do like a big publicity stunt, I guess uh, <laughs> drinking from a cup and then eating the cup. Yeah, would be, uh, <laughs> that would be something. Pretty, yeah. pretty cool uh, display of like the technology. I mean, that's what makes this so amazing. And, and if people see that it's edible, then I don't know. It just becomes like a very friendly uh, material to, to use and, and work with. So that's so cool. Um, amazing. So the the initial. YouTube tutorial that you saw to create plastic at home. This was using uh, like also material that um, could be created from algae. Was that the the premise? Okay. Yes. Okay. And so then the the process of transforming algae from uh, algae to plastic that was already a chemical process that that people knew about, right? Yes. Okay. So so it's not it's not like my invention. <laughs> right. So so where are you guys um, trying to innovate and where? Yeah, where do you guys want to really push the, the boundaries? And, and and you don't have to share like yeah, okay, so how you're doing that, but yeah. like in what part of the process? Uh, so for us, um, we innovate within the process to scale it up. Okay. Because the material itself is is used in the industry, but for different applications, mm -hmm. not for packaging. Okay. But um, it is like by nature quite challenging to scale it up. Okay. So that's how we try to modify it. Okay. So it is possible to scale it up within right. with the existing machinery. Right. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I mean I feel like this is such a difficult problem that like even if you're designing a specific component for a machine, uh, that could already like unlock a, a total new business yeah. uh, model. And I feel like um, a company that really comes to mind also in Switzerland, which maybe you've spoken to, but Planted. Yeah. Uh, there, I mean, there's so many companies, right, that are also doing these uh, fake meat products. Um, but like they're, as far as I understood it, a lot of their IP was in this extrusion process that they had, which was a lot of like, um, yeah, industrial design of machines. Um, so I feel like maybe it's, it's kind of similar at a high level. Um, so it's really in the process of manufacturing not like that you're... We're not innovating the... Like a chemistry like, innovation yes. or something. I mean, we are doing stuff on the chemistry side as well. Yeah. I cannot go into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it's like a combination of both. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And for us, it's... Like the packaging market is huge. There right. being plastics produced like by the seconds. Like yeah. a huge amount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not just plastics, also other materials. And... We really want to like make our vision is to make algae. Mm -hmm. um, Ubiquitous or like? Yeah, to yeah to just to promote to economically promote algae demand. Okay. So it helps to to remove nitrogen out of the ocean yeah. that is actually mainly caused by agriculture. I see. And also to sequester CO two and everything. So yeah. that yeah. is our plan. Right. Because Algae has like great potential. Yeah, it is insane. Right, right. So if you if you manage to produce something with algae at a low cost, uh, and there's a margin there, exactly. then people will be incentivized to like give you that algae, right? Um, okay. Yeah. No, that's super cool. So what's the? You said it's a huge industry. There's also many types of plastics, right? Mm -hmm. So what are you guys uh, choosing to go for first? Like, what would be a vertical that you guys want to attack? First. Um, so we try to replace the traditional poly bag used for mm -hmm. direct textile shipments. So, for example, if you order something at uh, Zalando, yeah. you get your T-shirt, your jeans, whatever mm -hmm. is 
packed in a yeah. in a flexible bag yeah. that is up until now it's it's polyethylene yeah. and that's actually exactly the kind of film it's these thin films mm -hmm. that are really difficult to recycle because mostly they are contaminated with for example nutritious oil when you put it in the in the bin uh -huh. so in your normal trash yeah. and this is the kind that will not be um, collected and sorted mm -hmm. also because it's for example if if you're there are a lot of collecting and sorting systems in um, developing countries mm -hmm. and they get in for for plastic bottles and so on they get money for exchange mm -hmm. if they if they collect it but for these thin films they will not collect it because the worth of money they get in exchange for yeah. it is just too low. Yeah. So there see. we see a really big impact to just replace these flexible films because they're also, they are used in so many different um, areas. Mm -hmm. So also, for example, pallet wrap. That's just, yeah. it's yeah. so, like it's, it's being used, they need it, but it's so unnecessary that you use something that's toxic. Right. And it, yeah, the, the aesthetics there and the exact like, product quality uh in terms of like visual mm -hmm. um or, or thickness and things like that there i guess there's like less of a they're they're going to be less picky right in that industry mm -hmm. um and with the poly bag within the fashion industry we also see the willingness to pay from not just the customer but also from the consumer side mm, yeah um so i want to talk a little bit about um about scalability so Imagine you guys like succeed. Um, you guys like are on a, an amazing path, right? And you're uh, going from vertical to vertical and scaling up like the the, the types of industries you can go into. Um, how do you see the the future working? Um, like this system that you're developing at scale. Like what 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 is the future that you dream about? Our our dream is to have our own farm, actually. Okay. Um, and algae are actually quite nice to like to scale it up. So you don't have, for example, if you if you plant corn, mm -hmm. it's mostly a monoculture, mm -hmm. and they, for monocultures they use a lot of pesticides, and also monocultures are known to like ruin the the soil health, mm -hmm. soil mm -hmm. health. And with what's what's so amazing about algae is that they don't require land to grow. Mm -hmm. They grow up to one meter a day without the need for fertilizers or fresh water. They are just they grow within the water in the ocean. In and now something really cool comes. <laughs> the cool thing. <laughs> the cool thing is that you can um, grow them in a vertical um, polyculture regenerative farming system. So you don't just cultivate algae. But you also grow um, shellfish such as mussels and oysters. Mm. They also don't need any inputs. Mm. So what's so nice about that is that, first of all, it helps to restore the marine ecosystem um, by creating a natural habitat for fish species. And on the other hand, they, they remove nitrogen and sequester CO2. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's uh, the great thing about it. And, and um, I guess when you harvest it, you basically just chop off some parts, but then it grows again, which yeah. definitely doesn't happen with fossil fuels. <laughs> <laughs> no, but exactly this, yeah. yeah. Okay, amazing. So do you think, like, I don't know exactly about the numbers, but, like, if, if this becomes, if you're able to scale enough, the volume 
uh, or like the rate of growth of algae and the, the throughput of a, of a system that you could potentially develop could compete with the volumes of plastic that are being generated every day? Um, it's difficult to say mm-hmm. at the moment. I mean, the packaging industry is so big. Yeah. And I don't think that we can replace everything, everything. with algae. No. But that's the beautiful, beautiful thing at the moment. There are coming up so many startups um, mm-hmm. that do something with sustainable materials. Yeah. I mean, you can also make sustainable materials out of cellulose, out of mushrooms, mm-hmm. um, out of agricultural waste. Right. And okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, you, you, cannot, you, you cannot replace everything with one material. Mm-hmm. There has to be a lot of different materials yeah. to be able to solve the problem in a like, wholesome, sustainable way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with your point. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah, it, it never needs to get to that limit. Um, but, but at least it can have a significant dent on the, on the plastic industry. Um, so I, I want to talk a bit about um, the startup life <laughs> that you're living and that you're going through. Um, so you've already touched on a few points of uh, how, how it's been challenging, how it's been rewarding at points as well. Um, I think one thing that I can see that, that recurs is that you have a crazy amount of resilience uh, and resourcefulness. Like you, you don't take no for an answer and you are not scared to go the, the brute force way and like, you know, message a ton of people in whatever area and you're not scared of like venturing outside of your field and asking questions. Uh, so that's, that's super nice. I wonder how you see it from, from the inside. How, how you think, what, what, what you think made you, made you succeed in this and made you I mean, succeed is a big word because I just it's wanted still, to say, yeah, it's still, I, I haven't, I right. don't have a product yet. Right. Well, you you definitely have have something, right? <laughs> uh, and you have made, you have taken some steps in building a team and forming an incorporated company that are not easy, especially coming from your background. So, uh, yeah, what what do you think are the qualities or the mindset that that has helped you? Um, so I think the biggest lesson is to whoever tells you that you won't be able to succeed, <laughs> it doesn't matter if you believe in your vision. Okay. You just need to, need to continue. Right. So never, never stop, never give up. Okay. I think that's most probably the, also the hardest lesson I had to learn because yeah, you have a lot of setbacks. It, mm-hmm. also, it always looks super easy when you <laughs> when you look for example at the linkedin post yeah, or the landing page <laughs> exa- exactly but yeah there is um there were a lot of challenges and it's definitely not easy if you're not from is if that's not your field of study yeah 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 so what, what do you think is the most um challenging part when it comes to uh dealing with investors and finding more investment uh, for your project because it, it is very, uh, very costly, right? To develop this technology and to scale yeah. it up um, and, and to like turn it into a product that people can actually use. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, what's, what's been the most challenging part there? Um, so I guess that you have to plan everything ahead mm-hmm. and that's quite challenging if you don't have the mechanical properties of your, of your material already. Mm-hmm. And you also need to know, like, what's your first appli- what's your first application, but also what's your second and your third? Like, in mm-hmm. which fields do you want to go? Mm-hmm. I think that's quite challenging. Yeah. 
especially if you if you don't have a, like an MVP already. Mm -hmm. I mean, we know in, into which field we're going. Our investors actually think that that's um, like a great start to do so. But there is always pressure from all different um, stakeholders. stakeholders. And also the customers also all want to add like some desires. They would like to improve the product, product a little bit there and there. And mm. it's just really hard to to make everyone, to please everyone. Yeah, right. So um, I also forget, forgot to ask, like, how, how big is the team right now? Uh, and what what is your day-to-day -day look like? Um, <laughs> <laughs> If there is, is any <laughs> regularity in your days. <laughs> yeah, it's quite irregular, I'd say, mm -hmm. because, um, yeah, sometimes I work in the office at ETH every day. Mm -hmm. Or the, like the whole day, mm -hmm. but there are also times where we visit companies and brainstorm together, mm -hmm. um, like for, with customers. Like, what can we do with what kind of formulations could we use there? Blah blah. blah. But um, I think the coolest thing sometimes for me, because it's not my field, is that at some some days I'm standing by like compounding machines or extrusion machines, and I'm actually part of developing like a material with a machinery process. And I would have never guessed that <laughs> ever ended right. that point. Yeah. So I think that's the, that's the coolest part. Yeah. But coming back to your question with the team, um, so we are a very big team at the moment, but not all of them work 100%. Mm -hmm. So with the research grant, we are able to, um, to put some people like on an hourly basis per week okay. um, on the project. So most of our team members are working 50%. Okay. Okay. And and it's a lot of students then? No. No. Okay. No, just uh, two students and me. Okay. I'm also a student. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. I forgot that. Yeah. <laughs> um, crazy. Um, so <laughs> you're going to grad. What's your plan for um, graduating? So I actually, two weeks ago, I finished yeah. with studying. So I had my last exam. Okay. Um, but I still have to write the thesis. Uh -huh. and, and are you... Trying to get, I mean, it would be ideal if you could do a thesis that is related to this, right? Yes, I already have the professor for it, and oh. I also have the subject on what I'm going to analyze. Uh -huh. I cannot go into detail. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of confidential stuff happening in your life. <laughs> But I guess it's like uh, very specific to, yes, to your business. Yes, it's very, very specific, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, well, that, that's great. I mean, that's like win-win <laughs> whenever people can, can manage to do that. Um, and... Uh, so then, like the, these part-time people, they're like working in, in labs already. They're they just have like another job on the side, or oh no, um, they're all like everyone who works with us mm -hmm. is or is sorry, expect three people, mm -hmm. um, but they are hired by the institute. So okay. they work in the institute for polymer technology. So they all have like backgrounds within mm -hmm. that area. Mm -hmm. So we have material scientists, plastics technologists, yeah. um, chemists, mm -hmm. and engineers. Yeah. And the cool thing is that they can all consult each other because they are all sharing the same office. Mm -hmm. So if, and every day, like at least two people work on it. So mm -hmm. there's like continuous development of it. Yeah. And um, so when I think about your business, there's like so many things that, that you have to think about, mm -hmm. um, including, <laughs> yeah, I see you nodding. <laughs> um, I guess you're currently taking a role of, of, of team lead or I don't know what exactly the role is, but you're probably overseeing a lot of things right mm -hmm. um and i guess there's like logistics there's chemistry there's like team legal all of like fundraising i guess also takes a lot of time whenever you have to do that um but yeah so are you are you doing like 
an oversight of all of these things and then your team members help you with the specifics? Or? Yes. So like with the lead, I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. Like I, I have, let's say I created the vision for it, mm -hmm. uh, but like I do it, I always consult my team with everything. Okay. Especially my co-founder. I mean, we call every day like six times. <laughs> <laughs> so we we look we update each other with everything and consult each other each other with everything. So, but yeah, I it's kind of hard to to overlook the whole process because yeah, you have to have the funding, your production partners, your suppliers, your customers, um, then your whole team, and like within your team. They do, they do the research, and then you also have to overlook everything there. So the engineering process, the chemistry process, the materials process itself, like which materials are we using? Are these materials every, like are the materials all environmental friendly? And what's the, what's the carbon, carbon emission from these materials to extract it? Everything. So we have to, there is a lot of things you have to overlook. And also um, these things need to be certified. Mm -hmm. um, also, yeah. if you want to go into food applications. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And composting facilities, yeah. It's just it's it's a lot <laughs> to to overlook. <laughs> okay, well, wow. oh, it's impressive. But it's um like a new challenge every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like you're just learning so much. So yeah. much, yeah. yeah. We always end with like some rapid fire questions uh, that can be about anything, and you can answer as long or short as you want. Um, so the first one is. Uh, what gets you out of bed most mornings? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the question is really like, what gets me to sleep? Because I always, um, I always, um, when I go to sleep, um, I'm so I'm looking forward to the next morning so uh -huh. I can get up and go to work. Ah. Because I always think about the stuff I want to do the next day. Mm -hmm. So it's really Nori Park gets me out of the bed every day. Well. I have to have some sleep techniques to actually be able to fall asleep. Do you have any anything you'd like to share on sleep techniques? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, sometimes it's also really annoying. So sometimes I have to watch a series to be able okay. to fall asleep. So yeah. I, don't, I don't recommend it. <laughs> right. And it's like, I guess, excitement, but also sometimes stress. Like I've felt this as well, that it's just my, my mind keeps spinning, keeps thinking mm -hmm. about stuff. Yeah. Um, and also there are also nights that I get up and start working Yeah. because I don't want to, to lose the thought. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Do you... Um, do you like keep a notepad next to your bed or something to write no, down I, ideas? I always, no, I always go. It's actually stupid, but I always get up, um, sit on the table, and mm -hmm. just take my laptop and write it down. No matter the time. Yeah, and some, sometimes I also just brainstorm a lot. Like, what could I do? Yeah. <laughs> Is there a company or startup that you particularly admire? Um, so there are actually a lot of startups that I really, really admire. Um, Soho Tree, for example. Okay. It's um, actually my my phone case is oh, okay. out of it. It's from Apple Peel Letter, <laughs> and it's actually the startup of one of oh. my best friends. Um, so if you want <laughs> <It's> to, <Apple laughs> <Peel>. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. that's super cool. Wow. Okay. I also have my um, wallet from okay. from the brand, but oh, I also admire traceless materials. And they make sustainable materials out of residual waste. And another one would be Formo. Okay. They make like cheese, um, like vegan cheese. Okay. 
and I just love what they're doing and how they're doing it, and nice. just their whole team and everything. It's yeah. really inspiring. Yeah, yeah. So all of these are also material science and transforming low-value products yeah. into valuable products. Amazing. Cool. Yeah, I mean, that, that's great if you know the founders of these companies. Maybe not all of them, but it must be a great support network, right? Mm -hmm. um, so um, maybe a bit of an open question, but does the future trouble you or excite you? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you can both. go in any direction. Both. both. Okay. Yeah, it's um, definitely a lot of anxiety. <laughs> mm -hmm. Because you never know like if, it's, if your technology is going to work, if someone's going to invest, if... If you you always think about if you are good enough, mm -hmm. and yeah, imposter it, syndrome is always. I always think that's there. part of it. Yeah, that's normal. Yeah. And the other thing is um, a lot of excitement as well because I love my team. I love working with my team. It's amazing. That's great. And also the customers. Mm -hmm. And what's great about packaging is that it is needed in every industry. So this actually excites me a lot to be able to work with so many different people. Mm -hmm. And that you'll. From different fields as well. Yeah. Really diverse. And that you'll probably, like, if, if this succeeds in any way in any industry, like, you'll be able to, like, actually see that uh, in reality. You'll, have, you'll be able to interact with your own product and yeah. see it in the supply chain and stuff. And that's really sick. Yeah. yeah. I think the, it was the coolest, but also the, the saddest moment <laughs> yeah. within this um, uh, path was in January... Okay. Um, we did the first machine trials and I was in the library because I had to study for the exams. <laughs> oh my. And this upset me so much, but um, luckily my team members called me on FaceTime <laughs> and showed me like that it worked. <laughs> oh. And I was so happy about it. Yeah, it's like I'm missing the birth of, uh, of somebody else. Yes. Yeah, or, I mean, I was going to say your baby, but that's impossible um, in your case. But I guess for like a male parent, yeah. you know, like missing the birth of... No, but I, or something. That was actually what I said. Like, my baby is being born and I'm not even there. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, okay, so if an angel investor gave you $1 million right now, what would you do with it? <laughs> wow, your if brain it, is really clocking. <laughs> it's really, you're really taking, you're taking this question seriously. Uh, no, so I think there are two things I would 100% do. Is um, first of all, I would um, acquire machines mm -hmm. right now mm -hmm. because um, the like the our biggest or our main issue with time is that every time we want to go on the machine, we have to clean it mm -hmm. and. This takes one whole day and two people. Okay. So a lot of resources. Yeah. And if we, and that's only like, this is only because the machines that are being used in, in the polymer technology are used for high performance polymers, and they can be heated up up to two hundred to three hundred degrees. So, um, for example, if if we don't clean out the machines, then the materials that are like still stuck somewhere could uh, influence our experiments and then we wouldn't know like if it came out like that mm -hmm. if we also cleaned it. Yeah. So I would definitely buy a machine. Right. Okay. So we can do more experiments. And yes. And in terms of team, if you had to invest in hiring people, what is there a specific like talent, uh, skill that you're really looking for? Also for the people maybe listening, like what what the team is looking for? Um we actually already have a great team together, okay. like with chemists and material scientists okay. and engineers. But 
Um, no, from that side at the moment, no. Okay. I mean, just I would just hire them like to work one hundred percent for Noriware mm. and not just yeah. like not just fifty yeah. percent. I think that's okay. also like a big issue at or not a big issue, but would be nicer to for all of them to work one hundred percent. Okay. Awesome. Well, that's all I had. Um, I guess the last thing is how, how can people find out more about you and your project and follow your progress? Oh, I guess on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're quite popular on there. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what I did there. <laughs> but yes, I would say LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. Thank was you. A <laughs> it was quite fun. Yeah. If you've enjoyed this episode, please follow or subscribe to the show on whatever platform you use. And don't forget to share this podcast with anyone interested in entrepreneurship, university student life, and the rising minds and technologies of the future, before they change the world. <laughs>